Hi everyone and welcome to the 99th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys! Yay! Yay. Episode 99. Can't We're so believe close. it. Ugh. So close to the big one zero zero. I can't believe we've been doing so many of these. This is crazy sauce. I think last episode we actually, or the episode before, we actually passed about the sixth year of the show. Which That's is, insane. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I wasn't in it in the very beginning, but I was. I did join relatively early. I think I probably was like in the twenties when I joined. No, no. no I reckon late thirties to forties. Thirties to forties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I started on on Kingdom Hearts Union, didn't I? And then I moved on to this one. Mm -hmm. I got upgraded. (laughs) So yeah, the next episode is obviously a big one. Um, This episode is the last Final Fantasy Union of the year. So um, yeah, we're going to try and... We're mixing up a little bit because we don't have the quiz this episode. Obviously that finished last episode. Yes. So because there hasn't been a great deal of news i mean there's been bits but we're kind of going to gloss over that and we're just going to take a load of fan questions really that's going to be the main episode focus for this episode so thank you very much if you asked questions thank you it's great to have stuff to talk about yeah we love talking to you and uh yeah we're going to get onto that in a bit but for now a little bit of housekeeping um Mm -hmm. obviously if you're listening to the show for the first time Final Fantasy Union is a part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation, so Kingdom Hearts Union is our other show, and we generally try to have a show out every two weeks, so there's a rotation between the two. And we'd come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and now YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Yes. So yes, we're going to have a two-part show this episode. First of all, we're going to focus on a bit of news, and then we're going to go on to questions. But before we get on to that, we do have a few announcements. Firstly is that, um, I mean, Facebook is great for us. Um, like, we really appreciate everyone who's liked our Facebook page. I think we're at, like, almost 3,000 likes now, which is mm. which is amazing. Um, but due to kind of the algorithms that Facebook uses, they're really pushing people to for the branded pages to to use to spend money to try and reach their audiences i mean when we push out a post um i don't know i think it's maybe like about 30 or only 30 or 40 percent of the people that actually like us see it so we've actually launched something else in addition that we're going to use which is a group so you can get to that by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ffkh union it's primarily for the for the podcasts we're still going to keep the final fantasy union and kingdom hearts union fan pages running uh, so that we can keep people updated with news and like bigger changes that are happening with the websites but for the groups um we've we've joined it together because we really wanted to, to make it about the podcast and so that you guys can talk to us on a more regular but also basis. like everything else as well like we're posting up like pictures from memes and that type of stuff on there as yeah. well it's not it, it's like it's just for the community really it's for the community of everybody who likes the podcast or just likes kingdom hearts and final fantasy we have a good time chatting on there um thank you to everybody who has join already um it's been it's been really great so far um yeah i mean we only set up a couple of weeks ago and we've already got over 100 people that have yeah. that have come in and also it's like it's a, an invitation thing only or you can request to join so mm. um if you do want to join just go to that url that i previously mentioned and or if you know anyone that listens to the show um you can get them to invite you or i do what he's just interested in yeah. final fantasy or kingdom hearts like just um just invite them and it's it's really nice because we can have like conversations about things and 
um, talk about like what's going on and what are our thoughts. And it's just um, it's a really nice like little community that we're starting up. The other thing we want to talk about is um, the Patreon. So we mentioned last month that we were going to be thinking about doing some revisions. Um, obviously, if you want to support us right now, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. But we are going to be proposing a new structure. And this is going to be opened up. We've, we've already discussed it a bit with the people that already support us on Patreon. And obviously, we're really appreciative to people who have already supported us. And we want to, we want to open it up uh, to the wider community f- uh, for feedback and I think the whole idea with this is to try and make it more accommodating to people that want to support us and feel that like they're going to actually get something mm. something back out of it from doing so. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have uh, four new tiers, um, but there's going to be a real focus towards the, the first couple. Um, the first tier is only a dollar per show, and if you are part of that, then you'll get access to an additional show that we're going to be putting on, which is going to be once a month. And it's going to be a show that's either going to be hosted by Brandon or myself. And then we're going to get a collection of the other hosts to come on board as well. And it's going to be maybe like a 15 to 20 minute show where we just kind of talk about what's going on with our lives. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be that we're talking about which games we've been playing or, you know, it could be something like Brandon is talking about how his game development's going on. Chiro's talking about which crazy events he's been to recently or um, Laura and I are talking about the crazy stuff that's happening with us because of Gaming Union and like the the games we've been able to review. It, it, Obviously ones that are, aren't yeah. under NDA. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just going to be a case where we can just talk about things in a more frank setting. Like the, we're, we're probably not going to have any kind of structures to the show aside yeah. from welcome to the show. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're just going to kind of wing it from there. So it's going to be more of a kind of, of um, intimate podcast, I would say. Um, so ultimately, yeah, if you if you, if you pledge a dollar per episode, you're going to get access to that. Um, we're not going to make it available to anyone who doesn't. Um, but obviously, once you pledge, like even if it's only once, if that's what you feel like doing, then you'll get access to that for life if you want. Mm. Um, in addition to that, um, if you go for the $3, $3 per episode pledge, um, we're going to mention you on the show as a producer once a year. Um, so that's obviously getting you some recognition um, and kind of getting you out there if, you, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and we're actually going to then lower the, the pledge necessary to get the show early. So that's going to be dropping down to $5. And then if you, obviously if you do that, you get the show, a show a day early. Mm. Um, we're going to keep like a, a slightly higher tier pledge, which is $10. But uh, I think at the moment we don't really have anything specifically that we feel we can offer for that. So it's more of a kind of like if you if you want to support us in that way, then we're just going to be extremely grateful. And, and if we can think of something moving forward that can support that level of um, backing for us then then definitely we're gonna work towards coming up with something yeah definitely so now that's out of the way there will be a post going up on uh, social media and also on the websites to discuss that so if you have any feedback for us with regards to the tiers like if you think there's anything we've missed or you think there's going to be something that is really crucial to you um supporting us in that way then please do let us know and we'll take everything into consideration but that's enough housekeeping for now i think um sorry for prattling on a bit um Obviously, it's the last show of the year, and we kind of wanted to get a few things out there. And so we're now going to move on to the news. So as I mentioned before, there hasn't been a great deal of news to talk about this um, between this episode and the last episode, but we do have some interesting little nuggets for people. Um, So we had a few different active time report, Tabata report things. (laughs) They've changed the name about four times in the last month. 
I swear they changed the name more than Prince does. Because I think it was originally going to be about a generic kind of collection of things, and then like because Tabata was on it so much, they just they basically just changed the name, so it's now his show. But it's because then... yeah, it's because like originally they were just like, all right, well we'll just name it some generic thing, and then they were just like, oh crap, all of the games that we're talking about all involve Tabata. So let's just call it Tabata's report. Yeah, let's just do that. Although the ironic thing is that the, the time they changed it, he wasn't on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was Although like, I guess the only one he doesn't do is... A, does he do a Guido as well? Yeah. Well, oh, he yeah, does. Yeah, he's the main guy for yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. He does everything. That's crazy. He's become the new the new Nomura. Nomura like, just did Kingdom Hearts. It's true. I think I do build up Nomura more yeah, than he probably is. I think everyone builds up Nomura more than but he probably is. <laughs> Tabata is just flavor of the month, man. He's the new Kataze. There you go. That's there better. you go. That's probably better, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the the big news that kind of came out of them, there's a lot of things that didn't really impact us in the West that much. For example, um, Agito Plus got delayed on the Vita. Mm. We're not even getting that over here at the moment, so yeah. it doesn't it's really matter like that much. It's like technical difficulties is what they said. And they, um, yeah. they apologised about 50 billion times. They were so... <laughs> oh, my God. They were so sweet. They were just like, I hope you will... Pre-, like, I just I just love the Japanese culture. They're so... They're, well, I don't know if it's necessarily the Japanese culture or how they normally are, but like within the report, just how many times they say, like, please, please just um, appreciate like that word. That we're doing this and we're, we're so sorry we're so sorry for you know um the fact that it's taking this long and stuff and i'm just like it's okay You're... but only because we're not getting that game anyway yeah <laughs> yeah if, if we were getting that game and it was delayed if this is final fantasy 15 then we have another story then yes. n- none of your <laughs> sorries will cut it really <laughs> But yeah, so um, in one of the previous ones, um, they had some news about Final Fantasy XV, specifically the demo, and they were talking about how this is kind of going to play out, because obviously it's being packed in with uh, Type-0 HD when that releases next March. Yeah. The big thing that, well, there were two things really that came out of this that were important. One is that it won't be available when Type Zero ships. Mm. Um, they de- they didn't. Actually, I mean, pe- most people were, I think, were expecting that they were going to be able to play the demo when they got Type Zero HD. Yeah. That isn't always the case. I mean, there's been examples when they like packed in the Halo beta um, and other games like that where it's kind of happened later down the line when it's become available but that's usually a beta not a demo i think it makes sense though like if you think about it like they're getting type zero hd if they've never played type zero hd before i'm pretty sure that square enix would rather you play the game that you bought over playing i don't think they care a demo <laughs> well it's still a sale. i mean from my from my perspective it makes sense well they've never done it before probably because they haven't had the capacity so like mm. yeah when they final fantasy 6 on the playstation had final fantasy um 10 demo packed in mm. and i i'm pretty sure one of them had a final fantasy 12 demo packed in somewhere well then maybe think of it as from a sales perspective like if they if they released final fantasy 15 um the final fantasy 15 demo right away what are people going to be talking about they're not going to be talking well, about type zero that's hd the problem so I, i'm sure they'd rather they talk about final fantasy 15 exactly but um the problem here is that because I think people were expecting the demo to come out in March, mm. then that puts the right kind of time frame in for a release towards the end of this year, next mm. year in Japan, early 2016 in the West. If they're now saying that the demo could appear in like at any time period after the release of Type Zero HD, 
and they've kind of said that it's not necessarily finished yet like they've kind of yeah. got the general mold it, it could arrive like next september next october yeah. and then like I, I, obviously that doesn't necessarily have an impact on the release date of the final product it's just a bit disappointing i think because people have been waiting so long and now they're saying oh actually you know that demo you thought you were going to get when you bought type 0 hd we don't know when you're going to get that yet yeah i guess i don't know it's just another kind of i know that they probably haven't intended it that way but it's just it comes across as another please be excited like please you know it yeah it makes sense the other piece of news that came out with regards to the demo is that not only have they not specified when it will come out they've also said that once it does come out it's only going to be available for a limited period of time again they haven't said how long that period of time is yeah but you know whereas with the previous ones like like the final fantasy 10 demo you had that yeah you had that for as long as you wanted yeah you could play it as much as you wanted yeah and also like if you think about I'm sure Lauren was the same when the Uncharted demo came out. Yeah. I played that to death. That I know. was a demo. I know. I, like, there was a lot of times where I just, I didn't even play any other game on the PlayStation 3 except for the Uncharted demo because I just loved it so much. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it was always nice. <laughs> it's quite sad, but it was, always, it was kind of nice to just maybe like a month or two because obviously Uncharted wasn't coming out and it's coming out why just to go and play around for a bit in the yeah. demo and just have a bit of fun I was like the same with the Red Faction Guerrilla demo where you could just go and blow stuff up it's yeah. just it's like a nice thing and for them to kind of say actually no it's only going to be available for a short period of time yeah I definitely was I, kind of confused by that I mean I know he said he said there was a sort of thing where it was like a special a special thing but it's just like it makes it makes absolutely no sense like, okay, so that maybe that will make everybody buy Type 0 faster. But, like, it, it's just, like... Well, that, that's I... a point, actually. I mean, um, we didn't really kind of take this approach before when we were talking about <clears> it. But <throat> the fact that they're delaying the release of the demo and it's only available for an interval period of time, does that put you off buying Type 0 HD? Like, we, how many of you were actually only considering getting Type 0 HD because mm. of the demo? Mm. Because that's that's been a big thing. Usually when they pack demos in with games, it's because they want to try and improve the sales of well, maybe... the game. Maybe it's, um, I mean, I don't know if it would really, if it would really put me off buying um, Type Zero well, altogether. Not us personally. Not us personally, but like I'm just trying to get into the like mindset of someone else. It might make me think, oh well, then I don't have to buy Type Zero at launch. I could probably yeah, wait a true, few actually. months for the for the price to sort of go down because games can be really expensive. I mean, there's no there's no getting around that. Like even sort of handheld titles can get really expensive. I so. wonder if Square Enix have thought about that because honestly, their games are disc- generally discounted quite quickly. I mean, Deus Ex when that came out was down in kind of bargain prices pretty quickly. Tomb Raider went down pretty quickly yeah um you know final fantasy 13 was and the lightning returns they're they're pretty cheap and they have been for a while if anything i don't think that this is necessarily a good sort of test for square enix to sort of do like releasing it later because i feel like they i feel like they will miss out on a lot of a lot of launch sales because they're delaying final fantasy 15 uh the final fantasy 15 demo I, I don't feel like they're gonna get they're gonna get as many as many people at launch buying. Well, it. at least they told us. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, it, it would have yeah. been worse if they kind of held that back. And exactly. Like, oh, actually, no. And then like we get the game, and then it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, it doesn't work. 
But yeah, um, so the other thing um, not related to any of that is that um, I think this was kind of announced before, but they've said that the demo is probably going to last about an hour just from start to finish if you, if, if you just focus. And then outside of that, if you really want to kind of explore everything mm. and see everything the demo has to offer, you might be looking at about three to four hours. Well, they said that like just to cross the map, um, like, and it's not even the full map from the game. It's like it's like a um, a shortened map. Um, it would take you about an hour to get from one one side of the map to the other. But I'm guessing in this demo, a lot of it's just not going to be populated. Like it will, yeah. but there's not going to be anything for you to do. Yeah, yeah, just to just to explore like quite a bit. From what they showed, I mean, it does. It does look gorgeous. I I am really excited about it. Yeah, I think, but like, okay, so they're showing off these tech demos and yeah. everything looks fantastic, I've got to say. But by the time the game comes out, that's it looks fantastic now. Yeah. that's This is our eyes based on the perception of PS4 and Xbox One graphics at this point in time. Yeah. And everyone knows that launch titles for next generation consoles usually look crap compared to like two to three years in. Yeah. So it could be that this game looks fantastic now, but in two to three years' time, everyone else has really stepped up their game mm. and it doesn't look that great anymore. Yeah, it's true. Which is why it's probably better if Square Enix get this, gets this game out as quickly as they can. But we've said this before, like, if anything, um, Square Enix is kind of sitting on a double-edged sword. Like, if... Um, they have to get they have to get Final Fantasy fifteen out, like, sooner rather than later, just so that they don't piss off fans but then also it has to be like a really good game as well so it's just like you know you just sort of think like crap they really sort of put themselves in the corner and like i know that it's not going to be as perfect as everybody thinks it is or at least i i like in my mind i feel in my like sort of well, it's, cynical it's got to that point now, cynical it, mind i'm just sort of thinking like you know it's not going to i don't think it's going to live up to the expectations of being a perfect game I think it's going to be, it's probably going to be a good game, but then again, like, it might it might it's, not be. It's just kind of how people are now, I think, because there are so many games coming out, it, like, you have to be more critical because you can't play all of them. You've got to be, no. you've got to be more selective There's about what you There's not enough time, there's not enough money. And, like, when it comes to this kind of thing, everyone usually is skeptical and they're there to be proved wrong. As yeah. opposed to kind of the other way around, which is how it used to be a lot more. Yeah, definitely. Which is like sort of how I was with like Star Wars as well. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not being cynical just to be like a cynical B word. I'm just <laughs> I just like, yeah, I just try to look at it from the sort of devil's advocate sort of perspective or whatever you want to call it I, assassin's creed is like the biggest parallel for me oh. in terms of it and i'm gonna I'll, I'll talk about assassin's creed a bit later when we've got one of our questions which is mm. perfect for assassin's creed um but i think that's enough final fantasy 15 for okay. now um Bye. so for type zero hd we had again a little bit of news um there are a few trailers they pumped out mm. a bit randomly yeah because no, they, they pumped was, out a bunch of them it's like fair enough you've released one trailer mm. and then the other ones just kind of appeared with that, with no real context other than the fact that they were there. Yeah, and it didn't really. It it showed off things that didn't really make that that we hadn't really seen before within the game. If that makes any sense, because like I feel like a lot of the trailers beforehand from what we've seen focus a lot on like these students. So like you have like King, Queen, Jack, A, whatever. Ace. I, yeah, like I haven't. 
obviously we haven't played the game yet so we don't really know the characters that super well in terms of just like identifying with them but we've seen them in the trailers and we've seen like footage of them and then now they they throw out these other characters who i honestly i hadn't really seen before i mean like i didn't really look too much in type into type zero when it came out in japan strictly because i didn't think that we were going to get it so i was just kind of like okay well oh, well yeah it's a write-off <laughs> like i well i just unless if i play the game i don't really i don't really fully sort of grasp the characters and stuff because that's why like games like final fantasy 12 like i mean i i played like only a little bit of that because i couldn't i couldn't get my head around the gameplay so like a lot of the characters i know but i don't really know like fully so yeah i i went on a, on a crazy right. tangent J- just but... just for context there lauren was a lot younger when she played final fantasy 12 yeah, I was. I haven't. I want to give it another go, but um, regardless, anyways, this new trailer, the World at War, that one, I just, I never saw any of those clips like sort of before, and I like those people, characters. People were also quite surprised as well because the tra- the trailers were pretty graphic. Yeah, like with lots of blood and death and well, all this one kind of, of stuff. them, like one of the um, really recent one, I think it was the one that was at Paris Games Week. I think actually it was produced. Like, over in the West. I think it was, like, produced over here. Or maybe it was, like, Paris. But, yeah, no. It's, like, it's like super graphic compared to any other sort of Final Fantasy. Yeah, which is... I I think people were a bit shocked, but, you know, it is what it is. So <clears throat> I'm I'm still really excited to play it. And I have been yeah, I am. for a long, long time. I, I'm really excited to play it. But anyway, so that's Type 0 HD. Uh, we do have one small piece of news <laughs> left. Um, I don't know why I'm really laughing, because it's probably the best for the three. Um, Final Fantasy XIII Part Two is coming to the PC following on the heels of Final Fantasy XIII, mm. which has now apparently recovered from its extremely shoddy launch. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is great because it's going to be coming with all of the DLC that released um, on the PS3, including most of the most of the like costume DLC as well, except for like the sort of outside game one. So I don't think the Mass Effect, uh, like the, t- the costumes like Creed and, and Assassin's Creed, I don't. I think those are the only ones that aren't going to be able. You you're not going to be able to play in this version, but like everything else, you should be able to play, including like the story stuff as well, which is how the game should have been when it was released. Yeah. I hate DLC. I let's do. Just, let's just not talk about that because it's a really annoying, sore subject. Uh, but either way, I actually am tempted to buy it on PC, if only because it I'd, has I'd all the DLC. I'd wait a couple of months first. Well, yeah, I'll wait a couple of months, but I... They've got to fix it. <laughs> I think... You know it's going to be broken when it comes out. Yeah, I know. But yay, Final Fantasy. We're so positive. I said it was the best of the three. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I want everything. I want ten out of tens. I really like Noel. Yes, you and do. Also like Kaius, Noel. And also Caius's theme. Kaius, and Caius's theme. Caius and Caius. Caius is like I'm not even talking. I'm not getting. I'm not getting into this now. We've got a ton of questions. To He's get not through. getting into his love about Caius because he'll just go off and off and off and off. Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two had a lot right, but it had other bits that weren't. And music so as well. Yes. Um, right. So. Questions. We haven't done questions for quite a while, actually. I know, because we've, we've had our quiz yeah, section. Yeah, we've been so focused on we've the quiz. We've been asking you guys questions. And, yeah, and there's been so much news as well. It's just, yeah, we, we've we um, we've been kind of, yeah. So it's been it's great to actually have a load of questions to go through. And yeah. 
Thanks again for everyone who asked us questions. Thank you. Hopefully, guys. you all enjoy our answers and you enjoy listening to the other questions that people have asked us to answer. I enjoy listening to my dulcet tones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit weird, weirded out now. Why? Because th- why? Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> it came um, from my head. Okay. Right. Um, we might need to get that checked out after. Um, <laughs> so the first question is from Philip Monfelt. I'm presuming that is your actual name because that's your Twitter handle. Just uh, apologies if that's not the case. Um, and they asked, who is your favorite character from Final Fantasy IX? I actually really like a lot of the characters from Final Fantasy IX. Pick one. Um, I know, I know, I know. Vivi is so cute. Garnet is actually, like, I like her a lot. Um, Beatrix I like a lot. But I think my favorite is Freya. She just she just spoke to me. I just thought that she was such a strong chick, and I love her story with Sir Fratley. And also the like, the whole thing with like Burmesia. Yeah, and, like, like I just loved her. She was so strong and like such a great character who I think is is sort of overlooked. I um, think I think um, Final Fantasy Nine is is a great example of what Final Fantasy Thirteen missed out on. Yeah. Where, like, it had a, an assorted cast, but every single... While the story was primarily about Zidane... Yeah. Like, some people would argue it's about Vivi. Each of the different characters, no matter how big or small they were, so whether it's, like, going from Amaranth, Ico, Queena, they all had backstory. Yeah. Like, they all had their own little bit, and, like, Freya's... It was extremely... Like, yeah. you know, she had the whole thing with Sofrali... Like, she had the whole dancing section, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, many, many people love Eternal Harvest. It's, like, one of their favorite tunes. It's extremely hard to play. Yeah. Burmacia and, like, everything that happened there was so emotional. Yeah. As well. And, like, Clara as well. It's, I mean, it, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a great example. In terms of my favorite character, I, I was uh, kind of stalling a little bit there because... <laughs> you don't know. Well... Okay, so uh, it's not exactly that unknown that Final Fantasy IX is my least favorite of the four from that time period. It's partially due to kind of the where I was in my life at the moment mm. at that time because I was at a period where I didn't have as much time to focus on playing that game, and also I had a lot of friends that I played the games with and talked to them about, but no one really was that interested in Final Fantasy IX, so it was just kind of. I finished it, and then it's the only one I've never replayed, actually. Whereas as well. I was from, like, a ni- another time period where, like, that was what was getting me into it. Like, I played Final Fantasy VIII before, but Final Fantasy IX was, like, sort of getting me more into, like, wanting to actually go out and get the new games and stuff. Yeah, I'm just thinking who... Because I think they're all kind of on a par, and that's really well, cliche. I think they do... But I was going to say Freya. I think Freya's the one that has that kind of... Of the supporting cast, mm. she has the story that is the most unique. Yeah. Because, like, Ico, you kind of... I, I mean, Amaranth's got a pretty cool story as well, because, like, he's the whole bounty hunter. Although he's so hard... It's so hard to sort of... Th- like, for me, it was hard to get into him, if only because he comes so late in the yeah, game. Yeah, and Ico as well. Like, they, they come late in the game. Yeah. And, like, they do have connections. Oh, I can... But... St- I know you liked Ico. I, I could didn't not... really like Ico. I hate just... her. Oh, I hated <laughs> her so much. Ass, I was just like... She's funny. Ah, she just drove me crazy. But, like, Garnet, I don't... 
I don't like her that much. I don't think she's a bad character, mm. but there wasn't really that much to her that kind of stood out. She, it, yeah. She kind of comes across like she has difficulties in her life. And yeah. obviously she's adopted and she's yeah. never really treated properly by Queen Bran. But there's also a kind of like first world problems you kind of, yeah. you kind of get from her. Sometimes, oh, my life's so hard. I'm a princess. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know. But yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Freya as well. Although... Like Beatrix is pretty cool. I know she's so cool. Her and Steiner. And Steiner. Oh my Steiner. god, Stein. No, Steiner. Actually, like that was probably the I one ha- person I hated. Steiner. He's the one person that made me laugh in that game like so much. Aside from Zidane's, um, ooh, soft. <laughs> he is like the one person, and just Vivi was just so sweet. Oh my god. There was not a sweeter character than Vivi. He was just every time he came on screen, it was like it was like with Ventus in Birth by Sleep. Like every time he comes on the screen, I'm just like, "You are so cute and precious, and I just like, want to cuddle you." Oh my god! Yeah, Steiner. It's quite funny actually because Steiner's probably aside from Hope, who I genuinely didn't like. <laughs> Steiner, I didn't dislike him, but he was the only person of the protagonist because, like, throughout a lot of the game, he's he's with you but he isn't with you if that makes sense like he's there mm. to support Garnett but he hates Zidane yeah and he thinks he's like it's really dirty rotten scoundrel and he's gonna try and screw them over yeah and because you know that Zidane isn't bad and he like distrusts Zidane so much like I really disliked him because of that but obviously mm. he kind of turns around and tells his massive sap Oh, I just think he's so funny. I always just thought he was so funny when he has his little, like, moments where he freaks out and then he starts, like, jumping up and down in all of his armor. <laughs> <laughs> and the Pluto Knights. Yeah. Because they're so useless. I know. Um, right, so that's that's that question. Uh, do you want to ask the next one, Laura? Sure. Uh, this one is from Jared Scott, who asks... Yay, Jared. Yay, Jared. Um, what do you think Final Fantasy needs more and less of? Ooh. <laughs> I would say that, for me... Final Fantasy is really about the fantasy and mm. I don't necessarily mean that in like oh ye old fantasy. I mean it's the creation of something that takes you away, that transports mm. you away from where you are. And like it doesn't matter whether that's the Final Fantasy Seven fantasy, the Final Fantasy Eight fantasy, or the Final Fantasy Nine fantasy. They're all completely different. But the one thing they all shared is that they they transport you away from where you are and they make you believe in something that's completely different and i think that from like 12 it it just didn't capture that for mm. me like it didn't have the right balance of characters and story and world that really transported me to a place where i just got completely absorbed and final fantasy 13 completely missed that as well like the characters in a way they felt too real yeah like their their emotional problems were stuff that I didn't want to have to play through. It's yeah. like it it was just I don't know. It was that that, that odd kind of un, un, uncomfortableness. Yeah, and I also because I think mean, it was partially because of the story and how it was done. Obviously for the development constraints too. But the Final Fantasy Thirteen world was just kind of crap. Yeah, they kind of fixed it a bit in in Thirteen Two because Noel and Sarah actually had. A relationship yeah not like a relationship but like they they got on well you got to see how noel interacted with the other characters that he didn't know as well and like i think yeah. i thought noel versus snow was awesome <laughs> because they both like i don't think snow knows noel's intentions and noel's like who's this douche yeah <laughs> like who does, who does he think he is like oh i'm gonna save the world yeah sure you are buddy but like lightning returns kind of lost that again as well i don't know if it was just the setting mm. or not 
or but I think that's what they really like that's what it needs more of it needs more of the atmosphere the world it needs some characters that we can really believe in and I think the fact that Noctis has so much popularity already mm. suggests that he could have that and i think they've been quite careful in how they've done this and i know that there have been kind of some accusations of sexism and all that stuff because noctis's crew is just a bunch of guys yeah but i think that did, that really opens up, up for a lot of camaraderie between the t- between them all yeah i agree like i mean i'd rather watch i'd rather watch like a few guys hang out than a few girls hang out if i'm honest but like a 10t work fine it's it's yeah. what, it's about what they're trying to achieve and yeah. I, I when 10t came out i didn't hear anyone complaining about the fact there were no men in the party it's, no. it's like it's whatever the storytellers think is going to be the best approach for them to tell yeah and i think they potentially have that because even just watching the small uh tech demos they've done you can clearly see that each of them has a relationship like gladius um is kind of like the father figure of their little group yeah. and um like he kind of takes noxus under his ring he's like kind of gonna give him like nookies and stuff yeah. and, and like the other two are kind of like ignis is more of like the thought the thoughtful person who's just kind of be gonna the scold i can imagine him being scolding yeah um and core is probably gonna be more of like the the lone wolf i think the other thing as well is that because it's all guys, it will not fall into the trap that Final Fantasy normally falls into, where it's just a love story. Yeah, the cliche love story. Like, I mean, you know, um, and I'm not trying to say, like, they can't have, it's, like... Well, it's still going to be in there, because obviously you've got Noctis and Stella, and that's going to be yeah, a big thing. Yeah, but it's not, it's not in your face 100% of the time. I mean, like, there could be, like, it would be nice if they did have, like, they started doing, like, gay characters and that type of thing. I think that would be cool if, like, they started exploring that. But then again, I don't I don't know if, like, what their sort of stances are in sort of their sort of writing for them to take on that type of, that type of character as well. But, like, ultimately, I, I think it's nice that there's not a girl in there to sort of, for them to fall it, into that trap. I think more, it's more like, they haven't just put one in for the sake of having one in there. Yeah, and that's true too. Like, there are female characters in the game. They're not just kind of cutting everyone out and saying no, it's male. No, because obviously we see, like, th- at least three women already. Yeah, like. they just, they've done this because it's about Noctis and his situation. And, I, and as far as, I think that is what I want to see more of. Yeah. Because if you think about Final Fantasy in the past, it was all about them being bold mm-hmm. and being as brave as they could be, like, trying to push things where they could. Whereas 13 was just safe. Yeah. It was, what do the fans want to see? Well, um, like, and that was the thing that infuriated me about 13 too, because they had 13, which they said was directly influenced from the feedback from 12. Mm-hmm. And then they had, they were when they were in the preparation 32, they just took on board so much feedback from the West about yeah. what they wanted to see in the next game. And they were like, when it came out, they were like, oh, we fixed this, we fixed this, we fixed this, we fixed this, we fixed this. And it's like, that's great. You've done exactly what the fans asked, but the fans aren't the people making this game no. like where where is your you're the creators you should be telling us what you want mm-hmm. and if we don't like it then that's fair enough like it's, yeah but the whole i guess they're just that, scared but they should that like that's the worst thing for an artist to be because they're they're doubting themselves exactly and, and i think in some ways like the fact that tabata has now come on board and and he's he hasn't really had to do that mm. in a way because the games he's made they've all been quite different 
And I think in a way we're going we're gonna to get back to that freshness of this is the game that I want to make. And you're going to like it because it's going to be damn good. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like it because exactly I'm adhering to exactly what you want to see in a game. Mm-hmm. This is my vision and it's like that that's how art should be like yeah. if you get people writing books because they're they're writing based <laughs> on what their audience thinks they want to read it's like well what's the point anymore? yeah that actually is an interesting argument because yeah like i mean you know you think about literature like how many times people are just like oh but there should be a female character in this book or there should be this in this book and it's just like it doesn't really get that why is it that yeah. uh, like books are so protected it's like you but like you think about um you've got film directors film directors depending on the level but like you think chris nolan gives a crap about what his audience want to see he no. he makes the film that he wants to see yeah or the, the and like, i mean he tries to do female characters and he kind of fails on it and... but it's like he'll only put them in if he feels it's ne- like if, if it'll work yeah. and yeah. like the, and then if you think about like authors like jk rowling She's writing the books that she wants. It's her story, exactly. and, and she George, has some of the strongest female George, characters George ever. Ma- George R. R. Martin as well. It's like it's, he's writing his book. It's yeah. his book. It's yeah. his story. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what they've lost. And but then what do we seem to see less of? Mm. I think just that, that. Yeah, the pandering. We need to see less of the pandering to the audiences. For me, um, I think what we need to see more of is something that has sort of been lost since Final Fantasy IX, and that is a better sense of humor for me, personally. Ten kind of had humor in it. <laughs> Ten had humor in it, but not in the same way. The laughing like, there It's are, ironic humor. <laughs> it's, it's just weird, because like, <laughs> because they have such better graphics, and because they have the voice acting, they feel as though... Like, I think it's harder. It is. It does make it a lot harder. It's true. But like, if I think about like what made me want to play games like Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII and like so on, like it was because they had a sense of humor and like uh, there were parts that literally made me laugh. I mean, that is a good point because if you think about like Seven, you have like the honeybee in. Yeah. The cross dressing. Yeah. Even those two moments are they're not like laugh out loud, but they're kind of like whoa. Yeah. I think they just like started taking themselves too seriously. Final Fantasy Eight. There are you've got like the whole things with Zell and his hot dogs and Mm -hmm. like the treks. The porn mag. Yeah, like and. The, the the fusion and roger of course i know <laughs> and then final fantasy 9 there are so many <clears throat> little things in that that happened yeah. final fantasy 13 what it, there is no sense of humor it's like 100 percent serious i'm like some battle woman who's exactly. on a quest to kill everything which i think from like the latest trailer <laughs> from final fantasy 15 like the really big one that they just did where they're showing like the characters comments on like the big um the big animat was it an animat toys that they see i think it was wasn't yeah. it um like those were kind around. of those yeah. were kind of silly and i'm that that makes me excited for that one and i think that's again when like the camaraderie between the group is going to come because noctis just seems like he's an idiot yeah he's like he's some spoiled idiot who has no idea what's going on in the world yeah. and he's just going to say all this dumb stuff and they're just going to be like oh my god yeah <laughs> but yeah like i mean and like you sort of see it in in Kingdom Hearts as well, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like completely bash Kingdom Hearts, but like like there's just these really awkward moments where the characters are laughing, and you're just like, am I supposed to be laughing too? Because this wasn't really that funny. 
but it's just like like they like oh my god they like, used just to completely be, crapped on the whole kingdom hearts family. but there there used to be part there used to be parts in final fantasy where it was just it was so funny i mean even flipping when yuna has to run around in the mog costume yeah it was that it's was like, okay but it's like that silliness it's not like laugh out loud yeah funny. it's just silly yeah but yeah actually that's a good point as well i think in the sequels is where they take themselves less seriously because like final fantasy 10 too yeah they have the mog costume they have the freaking massage um scene in 13 too they have the whole scene with sarah where she's speaking like a mile a minute about how she loves snow and how amazing snow is like those kind of things i want to see in the it in the it, main number it just gives titles. it more personality yeah it's the same with 12 12 was just serious and it's just like there i are want a few, like the, the only bit that i can really think of is i'm captain bash yeah which is from part of the game which has no personality whatsoever yeah it's in some like city up in the sky that you only ever go to once and uh but yeah, so I think that's what I think that's what they what they lost. They need they need less less seriousness, more funny. Okay, right. Next question. Jeez, mm. we are not <laughs> getting through these very quickly. No. Um, okay, so this is from Andrew Curtis, and he wants to know which of the Final Fantasy worlds that already exist would you like to see expanded further? Um, I think Final Fantasy Ten. I'm gonna say Spira because Ooh, controversial we... Ten Three. I know. Well, the thing that gets me about that is we only really see the places that they explore for the pilgrimage, and that's the same in Ten Two as well. We we go through the pilgrimage. Um, there has to be more to Spira than just those towns that they run through with the pilgrimage. I, I actually would kind of agree because, but more from the cast perspective, because I really mm. enjoyed the cast of Tanzi Ten, and I think yeah. just to play as them again would be would be worth it. Um, but in terms of I'm going to say Lightning no, Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> we need to see more of the world uh, um, well there wasn't really much was there I don't know I mean 7 has been done to death but I still yeah. want to see that final game um, um, I mean 8 it would be nice to see what happened mm. although are we talking about like that's the thing as well are we talking about like the world itself because I was talking about perspective of like of like the world, like being able to see more of the world, or are well, we so, talking about? So, are we talking about the characters? Well, no, and more like how like they the did stories. Final Fantasy VII, because um, like Final Fantasy VII, you've got um, you've got Dirge of Cerberus, mm. which is like post. You've got Advent Children, which is post. You've got Crisis yeah. Core, which is before. Yeah. Like it's different ways of looking at the same story, like it's just expanding. I think. Uh huh. Um. Well, from that perspective, then, yeah, I'd probably say eight as well, only because like they haven't really. Although I don't know it. how it would necessarily work because the story is so self-contained. Exactly. It kind of ends, but also you can't really go before it either. No. Because. Which is why I think for me, for me, ten is probably the one that I would want to see because I would want to see. Jacked. I, jacked, I would like love. Jacked oh, Brasker and I would Warren. Love that, that. That's the only way it would really work for me in terms yeah. of if they were expanding it further because if you think about Seven the way it worked is because they had Sephiroth who was already mm. a character Zack who was already a character they were like pre-characters to the game yeah and you also had the Turks who were pre-characters to the game yeah Eight doesn't have any no apart from Idea and I guess you could do a bit of Laguna yeah but they already did that but they already the did that yeah that's the thing they already did that in the game although it would be it would be awesome to have a game that was just focused on Laguna and Nine it doesn't really work because all the characters 
come into existence really through nine like yeah. there's nothing again before that that we know of that yeah. takes place so yeah I, like, for me it would probably have to be 10 i mean potentially there is 12 they could actually do a story that makes sense if if well if they just had a game if they had a game that was just around uh, Balthier and Fran, I would just be stoked. The Adventures of Balthier and Fran. I think that would just be awesome. I would so follow them around on a pirate ship. Or um, what was it in that game? I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, all right. So Kyle Eid, um asks, river or mountain chugaboo? I think this is a very controversial subject. Well, mm. apparently it's a controversial subject. For me, it's pretty straightforward. It's mm. uh, a mountain chocobo every day. I'm going to explain why. <laughs> okay, You're right. getting so much sass. So there are certain parts of the world that you can only get through the river chocobo, blah, blah, blah. However, I would raise this point. You can also get to pretty much anywhere in the world with Tiny Broco. Through Tiny river, Bronco, yeah, I mean. through the river channels because you you can go like around the world following like the little coasts. Mm-hmm. Mountain Chocobo is much more diverse. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like you know if as long as we have the Tiny Bronco, you don't actually need the. No, I mean the only thing is that you can't go up the rivers. Mm. But you know what do you need to do that for? <laughs> to get into that, well, it's like one cave, right? Yeah, how do you get in? Oh, well, you need. Is it's the submarine, isn't it, that you need in order to go and see um, Vincent's dead lover? Yeah, it's nothing it? to do with chocobos. No. Although I think no, you, yeah, that's nothing to do with chocobos. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna say mountain chocobo as well. I think it was fun just sort of being a chocobo on a mountain. I think it would be interesting to see a chocobo on a mountain, just kind of like running. It's so much cooler as well because they just like run up. It, bow, it doesn't bow, make bow, any logical bow, sense bow, the fact bow, they can just bow, scale bow, this bow, bow, what is effectively bow, bow, a vertical bow. wall. Stop that. Sorry. We have time for this. I just think they're so funny. Right. Next question from Dave Saltagiral. That is probably horribly pronounced. I apologize. Um, he asks, since you get to drive a car in Final Fantasy XV, what other transportation would you like to see? Mm, Segway. You want to see them going around on Segways? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, seriously though, um, probably motorcycle would be pretty cool. Actually, yeah, that would be. I can see that working in the setting. Yeah. I was going to say there's got to be an airship, surely. Yeah. And what kind of airship they come up with in modern, well, quote unquote, modern day Tokyo would be quite interesting to see. I think. Well, I guess it would just kind of be like. I know that obviously there were the pictures or some kind of airships were seen mm. in the footage, so I'm a bit, you never know. Like airships that generally come up in these games have no relevance to what else is in the sky. No. <laughs> like the Ragnarok, yeah. Like, oh, I love that one. What the hell is that? And, so cool. And obviously... Um, but it's from outer space. Like um, Celsius. Yeah. Where did that come from? Somewhere in the sea, I think. Mm. All right. This next one is from Joshua Deer, who asks, um, if, you were doing, if you weren't doing a podcast on Final Fantasy, what else do you think you two would be doing instead? Different game series or something besides games? Uh, we've actually tried to do quite a few different things. Um, we did a YouTube series about um, Mega Drive games, yeah, which was quite fun. Um, called Let's Play Again. Yeah, we kind of just played them without having any experience. What well, you know, I have experience with like a fair chunk of Mega Drive games, but we were going to go through A to Z through everything. Yeah, had a few nuggets, found a few. Um, oh, the Adams Family game was so much fun. We some of them weren't fun. Um, yeah like um what was that one that we what we did there was there was a few that were like 
kid they were like made for kids games but they just look Rocky horrible. and Bullwinkle oh my god Rocky and Bullwinkle the adventures oh, of Rocky and Bullwinkle so that was horrible bad but there was that other one that I'm thinking of that like you were I just remember the screen was it was like an all red sort of area and you were this you were this guy like this kid and you were running around and I forget oh, I forget what it was called I forget what it was called I'm drawing blank. I know. Based on that description. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it wasn't a very good description. But yeah, um, honestly, I think if we weren't doing the podcast on Final Fantasy, I'm not sure that we would necessarily do another podcast. Um, I mean, we've tried doing a few different ones. Uh, well, Lauren hasn't necessarily, but we from Gaming Union, we've done lots of different ones. We used to yeah. have the Gaming Union podcast. We've had... Uh, podcast talking about indie music. Brian and I used to have Gaming Music FM, which is where we talked about gaming music, which was pretty cool. Um, so you know, we've done we've done a few different things. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily do. I I've toyed with the idea of doing like um doing a sort of like YouTube thing about The Sims, if only because like I'm so obsessed with that game. She is obsessed with the game. It's so bad. Um, I've actually pulled myself away from my addiction for a while now. It's been um, tough. Yeah, it has been tough. I still think about it every every so often. I'm just kind of like, meh. Um, but like, I don't know, because there's there's not a lot of games that I would that I would feel comfortable sort of giving my Final Fantasy is our love. Yeah, it is. It is really like my love. Um, I've tried other podcasts. Like I was on a um, Persona podcast, but because I've only uh, I've not played a lot of the personas, I just didn't. I like it's why I just sort of like left. Um, I I just wasn't. I I didn't feel comfortable um, speaking about Persona uh, games because I only really played like two of them. Um, and there's a lot. And there's like a lot. Well, I just I just never really got into the Shin Megami Tensei sort of series that much. Um, but yeah. So this next question comes from Brad Holman, who asks, do you think flagship Final Fantasy games should have a yearly release schedule or maintain a longer two to five year production timeline to allow hype to build? Um, I think a two to five year production timeline is perfectly acceptable. Um, I don't like the idea of having a yearly game. Um, only because I've seen it go quite south very fast. Um, namely, the Assassin's Creed series has been... Don't steal my points. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay. You did say that. that yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm um, going to take your Assassin's Creed and I'm going to explain why I don't think a two to five year production timeline would be a good thing. Mm, okay. First, though, I'm going to say this. During Final Fantasy's best period, which is arguably from 1 through to 10 part 2, the games on average came out every 1 to 2 years, and Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, and 10 came out within the space of 5 years. Mm. That was probably like the best period. I mean, Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 10 just picked up awards for best PlayStation game in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 8 and 7 are like the two of the best selling PlayStation games Final yeah. 10 is one of the best selling PlayStation 2 games like I, the duration of the time makes no difference whatsoever it's all about the quality so if, yeah. if Final Fantasy and the whole thing with Final Fantasy that is completely different to every other franchise is that every game is different 
Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to get overkill because you're going to be getting too much of the same thing because they should be able to. Different... I was thinking it. I was thinking from the perspective of how much time do I physically have in order to finish these games and actually like try that's, and platinum that's, them. That, that's an internal problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. Not, like so, I don't want to get overwhelmed. So the reason why I think Assassin's Creed is a really good parallel is because okay, so Assassin's Creed one and two had a decent time period between the two of them, mm. and they fixed a lot of the problems that Assassin's Creed had with Assassin's Creed two. Yeah. Then they had Brotherhood, which mm-hmm. came out a year a year afterwards, and it was kind of more like Assassin's Creed 2.5. And I was one of the biggest skeptics as to whether or not they could make a game that stood out enough to make it worthwhile. Mm. And I think there are other people who felt the same way as me. And like me, when they played Brotherhood, they thought, wow, like they've really they've really justified the fact that they've only had a year between because this yeah. game is more than good enough. Yeah. They did the same again with Revelations and it was terrible. Yeah. Not like terrible, but it was it it was nowhere near as good as the previous two games. But then that's the thing as well. It's like having the right team. I think if they have the right teams. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. So like see so from for Assassin's Creed me it goes like this. Right. Okay. I liked Assassin's Creed 1. Mm. I really thought Assassin's Creed 2 was really good. I thought Brotherhood was even better. Revelations was a dud. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 3 was good Black Flag was good they came out like a year apart yeah but Assassin's Creed Unity is a dud yeah and then Rogue is not as good as I would expect yeah but it's like that whole cycle isn't it like Square Enix don't really up until 12 didn't have a dud even though they were coming out every one to two years yeah but then you also sort of think about like Final Fantasy's um progression from the very beginning, I mean, like, during the time of, like, sort of, like, like so there was Final Fantasy, and there was Final Fantasy 2, which didn't even, Final Fantasy 2 and 3 are the ones that didn't come out in the States, right? Yep, and 5. Yeah, and 5. So there was, like, a really long lull period where it was just kind of like, okay, Final Fantasy. But it wasn't even that, it wasn't even that big of a time period, no? though. No, you've got to think about console generation. So, mm. so the NES, I, I, I don't know when it came out in the US um, in terms of Final Fantasy One, but Final Fantasy Four and Six probably came out maybe a couple of years apart, maybe mm. maybe three or four. But then six and seven were close together. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say because like it it started it started getting speed up again once like six and then seven just like 12 was supposed to come out sooner than it did it only came out late because matsuno got ill yeah which was a shame they were just very unlucky with 12 12. was supposed to come out in 2004 i think it came ended up coming out 2005 and it came out with like a completely different story and everything why it was changed yeah. yeah Um, so they would have really gone like 10 in um 10 to and 12 in a very short period of time Mm. which was fine it's it's the whole three games per console generation that's what they've always stuck with and it's what they manage with the last one the the main issue is that unlike with the previous ones um they were all part of the same series which didn't necessarily resonate well in the first place no like it had people that really liked it and that's fair enough but it had people that didn't like it and then as it went on those people grew in number and it drew it it drove less people into franchise. Mm. I don't know many people that picked up Lightning Returns as their first ever Final Fantasy game because you just wouldn't do that. It's, no. It doesn't make any sense. Whereas Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine, mm. they were like more than enough. And you, and um, so Brad's point was about does it need a longer development time to build up hype? No. What it needs is to be a fantastic game 
in if you had five or in that in that two in that five year period, if you had three or four fantastic Final Fantasy games, you think that's not going to do more for the hype yeah. than no game? It's true. I mean, if I guess if you think about like, I would rather not have like from a news writing perspective. I get pretty tired of writing certain uh, certain information about certain games, like for it gets monotonous. So, like from from yeah, our perspective, we've it gets been talking so about boring. Final Fantasy fifteen now for, for a, a long age. time, and it just it's gets not boring. new. It's it's not new. Whereas in the past, it was like there was so much freshness yeah. to everything that was happening. They had yeah, they had different development teams working on things. They yep. had different ideas coming out. They yep. had different people pushing things, which is why if Final Fantasy sixteen is already in development, and it's going to come out a year or two after Final Fantasy fifteen. That is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if Final Fantasy fifteen is great, they're going to have so many more people interested in buying Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Final Fantasy fifteen keeps dragging on and that postpones Final Fantasy sixteen more. People are going to care less and less about Final Fantasy. I, I showed Lauren a very interesting graph uh, a week or two ago, which is about um, how many people are searching for Final Fantasy mm. in Google relative to everyone else on the internet. And since 2004, it's just gone down and down mm. and down and down. There was like a peak when Final Fantasy 13 came out, which kind of pumped it up, but then it went down even more yeah. like at a faster pace. Yeah. And Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two and Lightning Returns barely even registered as a ripple in a positive way. <laughs> Final Fantasy Fourteen has done almost nothing in terms of the overall franchise's appeal to the yeah. mass market gamer. Yeah. The only reason the only way they're gonna get that back up again is if they start releasing games more regularly so it's yeah. more front of mind. It's like, do you think that Activision would keep releasing Call of Duty every single year if A, the game was crap yeah. and B, it didn't sell. Yeah. Like, it is selling and they are good. That Like, they're not setting the world on fire as much anymore, but they are still one of the best first-person shooters out in the market. Yeah. And they sell. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any in- it doesn't make any sense for them to say, actually, you know, guys, um, we're going to have a two to five year development period because they're selling like 16 million copies every year. Yeah. And Call of Duty is by far and the biggest franchise. Like Halo as well. There's usually a Halo game every single year that is bigger than any Final Fantasy game can hope to be. The, yeah. the, Final, the Halo Master Chief collection has completely eclipsed Final Fantasy X HD. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't even register the difference in sizes between those two HD collections. Yeah. If they were going to do a final, if they did a Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine HD collection, mm-hmm. that would go crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so in short, no, I don't think they should have a longer development period. If they can release a really top tier, and I'm talking nine out of ten, Western or JRPG gamers love it. External gamers like we were before we knew that what Final Fantasy was. I had no idea what a JRPG mm-hmm. was before I played Final Fantasy seven. Lauren had no idea what a JRPG was before she played Final Fantasy VIII. Uh-uh. And I'm sure most of you who picked up Final Fantasy game for the first time had no idea what JRPG was. Even when I did pick it up, I didn't know that that was a genre. <laughs> no. It's like, that's what these games need to do. They need to be able to appeal to a wider audience by being what they are, not by pandering to that wider audience. They need to, they need to sell their virtues and say, we are an amazing game just as they did to pull us into this franchise in the first place. And if they have a game that can do that every single year, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you've got to write, I will draw another comparison here. Gran Turismo. Yeah. They hardly ever come out. And you've got Forza, 
which is a very big competitor, which comes out more regularly and is growing in fan base all the time, while, while Gran Turismo is either kind of staying roughly the same or going down because Gran Turismo 6 took flipping ages to come out. Delays, delays, delays. Mm. Gran Turismo 7 was announced a while ago. We have no idea when that's going to come out. But they've already had, like, Forza is expanding to Forza Horizon. Yeah. Like, they're building up that franchise much more. And the quality of Forza games is really, really good. I guess you could also argue as well, like, um, with regards to the shorter time periods, they're not they're not giving themselves the time for the game to age prematurely. Because, like, with Final Fantasy XV, they're also... Um, banking on the fact that they, they were working on the early they were working on like an early the earliest form of sort of like the PlayStation 4 Xbox 1 um consoles well even before that they were working on like PS3 weren't they like initially yeah um and like well, start yeah so it's like the the quality of it might not be as good as the games that are coming out more regularly it, it wouldn't surprise me if at one point versus 13 even started as a prototype on the playstation 2 Mm, possibly but either way it's just like you know um with like games like forza they're constantly improving and they're constantly sort of they have their hand in and they know oh we did this last time so let's do this this time and then let's move forward and let's move forward and let's move forward they're not getting delayed and and it's like so in my opinion final fantasy 9 is the weakest game out of the four that came out that the big four Mm. But it's still a really good game. Yeah. And it's like Forza has that as well. It's like the game, like there's, there's maybe there's a Forza that doesn't quite hit the same note as the ones that have come out before that because maybe it doesn't have enough cars or the tracks that they put in aren't good enough. But it's still a really good game. Yeah. And it's not going to put me off and say, oh, actually, I don't think I'm going to get the next one anymore. I'll, I'll still be interested in buying the next one because I know it's great. Yeah. But whereas an example of what, yeah, Assassin's Creed is kind of a topsy-turvy, but you can guarantee... That for the next Assassin's Creed game that comes out, they are going to absolutely nail it because they can't afford to have two duds in a row. Mm-mm. They can't, and every time Assassin's Creed has a dud, they they come back and they nail it, and mm. that's what they need to do. It's just whether or not the, the rest of the people's yeah, and, opinion like, of it. But, is but with Assassin's Creed, they 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 don't wait. Like Unity and Rogue have been a bit of a blot for them. Yeah. If they waited two to five years for the next Assassin's Creed game, that descent would grow and grow and grow. And when that game comes out, people will be so negative and expecting it to fail. Exactly. They need to get back on that horse straight away, provide a game that doubt that that smashes all the critics and and brings everyone back in to say, Yeah. yeah, Assassin's Creed is one of the best games out there. Yeah. But yeah, at the moment, I have a very low opinion of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, well, Unity isn't that great. Mm. Um, right, so, yeah, uh, that's quite an opinion. I'm uh, quite opinionated on that subject. I yes, think you you're are. fine. Um, <laughs> are you so, feeling next okay question. There? Next question. Next question. We are, we have an hour, we're at an hour. That's fine. We've got, we've got like, a couple left. Um, all right, this one is for um, from Chris Pargality, who, um, or Ag... Say the question. If it wasn't for Final Fantasy games, do you think you guys would be interested in playing JRPG games, WRPG games, or just gaming in general? I would say that if it wasn't for Final Fantasy, I probably wouldn't be interested in playing Japanese RPGs because it 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 opened me up to that genre, and Mm. I have played Japanese. It's not necessarily my favorite genre, Mm. 
Um, I'm very particular about which Japanese JRPGs, JRPGs I like. I haven't really played any of the other Square Enix ones. Um, I really enjoyed Bravely Default. That's more a new one, but I also enjoyed Chrono Trigger. Didn't really get on too well with Chrono Cross, although I think the music's great. Um, I ventured into the Disgaea franchise, um, but like I'm not a massive JRPG gamer. Just as I'm not really a massive Western RPG gamer either. I'm, I have I like playing Elder Scrolls games, um, but like Fallout, kind of I found that a bit boring. Um, but like Knights of the Old Republic is fantastic, and if you are a fan of Star Wars and want to actually play a good Star Wars game, Knights of the Old Republic is amazing. Mm. Um, I'd still be interested in gaming in general, of course. I've been playing games since I was like four. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, I don't know really. Um, I mean, I've pl- I've like Daryl have explored into other sort of JRPG games. Um, I'm quite a f- I'm quite fond of the Persona series. Um, but like there are the ones that are a bit too JRPG if if that makes sense. Like um like I've tried some of the Tales games and I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of those and I'm not a big fan of like um Mugen Souls either. Like Yeah, like some of the niece some of the niece like Disgaea is I think Nice's most friendly JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um the other ones like I I mean I've never really been too interested in yeah, Mugen Souls, um yeah. like Hyperdimension um, but if they have like if they have like a decent enough story and it's not too like in I, your face, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. I think that's the thing because I think from doing Gaming Union, I've had a lot more exposure to JRPGs than I would have done because mm. I it's just not a genre that I actively follow. Like, yeah, it's Final Fantasy or nothing for me really. Um, Disgaea I kind of got into because based on a recommendation, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, I've played a few Tales games, which I haven't really, they haven't really clicked with me. Um, I've played loads of other ones as well, like I played Magna Carta, um, yeah. uh, End of Eternity. I can't remember if that's the Japanese or the English version of the game. I probably, if I had to be honest though, I probably would prefer playing an action RPG versus a um, a regular like turn-based JRPG. Yeah, I think like stuff like Mass Effect is a good blend. Like yeah. I really love Mass Effect. I think yeah. the story in Mass Effect is great. Yeah. Um but you know, we we have say like for just for an example here, we have Lost Odyssey, we have Blue Dragon, and we have The Lost Story, we have Pandora's Tower. Never played any of them. No. They're just sitting there. Like and uh, I I I don't know why cuz I know I know that they're great games. Yeah. I know that we'll probably really enjoy them if we play them. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't have the time. No, but it was not, I don't know. It's would I, It's just like, I've bought them because I know that we should enjoy them. Yeah. But would I have bought them otherwise? I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to just take like a few weeks off work and yeah. just play games. <laughs> Okay, so this uh, penultimate question is from Harley Crawley, uh, who says, Will Final Fantasy XV be the one to relaunch the franchise into the juggernaut it once was? Come on, Lauren, get that prediction hell. Uh, I hate I hate, I hate, hate to be cynical, but I don't think it will be. I think it's probably, if it's going to be anything, I think it's going to be sixteen. Um, just because this game has been so sort of, like, 
it's just been a de- in development hell for so long. I don't think that this one is the one to relaunch the series. I feel like it's going to be the next one. It's got the potential. I mean, I am hesitant to say the 16 will be because it's probably being directed by Ito, and Ito's games don't typically sell that well because mm-hmm. they're more... I'd say they're more acquired tastes. Yeah. So um, Ito is Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy IX. Like, they're the the worst-selling ones in in the modern times. It's, like, more of, like, the vagrant story kind of thing as well. Like, his games typically are more, I guess, cerebral. Mm. Uh, They generally have... That is if he is actually working on it. What else is he doing? Sitting at home, eating Doritos. I, I think that, yeah, if 15, if, like, so Tabata seems to be the golden boy at the moment. Yeah. Um, I I want to put my faith in him. I do too. I have a lot more faith in Final Fantasy 15 being good now that Nomura is not involved. Yeah, because same. Because I don't think Nomura is a very good director. No, I think, he's a, I think he's a better character designer than he is director. And even with character designer, I'm getting kind of tired of his designs. <laughs> they, do, they do need to introduce someone else into the, into the mix but i think he's a hard like birth like i love the characters and like things like uh birth by sleep and that sort of thing but there are so many lines that are just kind of like oh that was awful like so much of the writing and uh. but then then again wasn't that wasn't that that was tabata again wasn't it uh birth by sleep he helped he tabata helped, helped. With it. yeah uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's very much Nomura. It's baby. very much Nomura. But yeah, no. Ta- Tabata just, help. Oh, it's so corny. So corny. Oh, <laughs> I can't <coughs> handle the corn, Nomura. I can't um, handle it. But yeah, I I think right. So everything there is almost apart from the the lag, there is almost zero negativity that I've seen about Final Fantasy 15. Mm. Um. There's a bit. There's been a bit about the, the car. <laughs> Well, the, wheels, the, the wheels. I was going to say the the fact that it's like a male cast. There's been a bit yeah. about that, but even that hasn't really derailed the positive train that's yeah. going through. Through, so I think the stage is set for it to do really well. It's mm. just it has to deliver. That yeah. that's ultimately, but that's the same with anything. And um, Tabata knows more that more than anyone else. I don't expect Type Zero is probably going to release, and it's probably going to get sevens and eights. I would have thought from the the, the wider journalist press, Final Fantasy Nine. Nine Final Fantasy fifteen is probably going to be an eights and nines, but Square Enix really needs it to be nine plus, which is where yeah. ten was, and it's where seven was, and it's where eight was. So I bet that if Tabata wasn't a smoker before, he probably is now. <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's yeah. I think I think it has the platform. It the platform is there mm. for Final Fantasy to make its return. So don't f it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's channeling her inner RuPaul. Um, so yeah, last, last question. Last question. All right, this last one is from Sabrina Lee. You might recognize from Kingdom Hearts Sabi. Union. Sabi. Um, <laughs> she's so cute. Uh, okay, so what is your favorite episode so far? Right, I'm gonna go way back into the archives here. And um, episode three, when I was first on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah. Um, there have been. It's. We haven't really done bloopers for a long time. I know. Um, and because we... we're not funny, Daryl. Oh yeah. God, we're um, just so so lame. No, um, so the way we used to structure the show a bit differently, so that we had intermissions during recording, and we kind of took those out just for logistics purposes. But generally, during those intermissions, crazy things used to happen. <laughs> um, 
So I can't even remember if this was. I think it was during intermission, but yeah, episode forty-one. <laughs> um, we just got the is, case of the silly. This is back when Colin was on the show, and we used to have an absolute blast. And there was a scene where I think Colin and I were let's just say like hazing Lauren a little bit. They because, were winding me. Was up. it because you didn't know John Williams? Like John Williams, it sounded like John Williams, wasn't it? I guess so, yeah. And we were both kind of like tongue-in-cheek, kind of ribbing her a bit about it. And, and I'm a gullible American. Yeah, so Lauren didn't get it, and then it turned into this whole thing, which um, Ricky Rocks from Rock Community actually made a video of, like tied it up with Kingdom Hearts cutscenes, and it worked really well. So the point where we even made official t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't think of anything else to call them except for toothpicks. So I just said, you're a toothpick. And yeah, they I... were just like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, you're you a toothpick. Keep, you keep picking, picking at me. Keep <laughs> picking picking at me. away. <laughs> and I was just, yeah. I couldn't think. It was like one of those moments where you're just so just sort of wound up that you're just kind of like, you can't think of anything. So I just thought of toothpick. So There was, of said. course, uh, the Collins Peaches. Yeah, uh, Collins I have peaches. no idea when that actually originated. No, I don't remember either. And we also had the incident. Well, Lawrence had a few incidents. Oh, my God. Um, the best was one was when the spider I. Spider incident? The spider. Um, during one of the recordings, I can't remember if it was Final Fantasy Union or Kingdom Hearts Union, but one of the Union's episodes, I. um started recording and like right when i started recording um i looked down and the biggest spider was on my thigh and i was just like oh my god and it it was all recorded and um i think i was actually like skype videoing <laughs> with daryl as well at the time and um he saw the video everyone of me else was just like out. what the hell just happened. happened and another time when lauren uh has had fun with cats they've like not oh my everything god over and... yeah or i thought we, that we was, did actually I think get invaded a... by a cat during this episode but yeah, we managed we to to, to subdue him no i think that was during a persona pro- uh, persona podcast actually where um maxi our big fat black cat um he came in and he went into the closet and he wouldn't come out doesn't anymore. seem <laughs> to realize how big he is like he's a really meaty cat like he's really really he's fat meaty. he's just large he's just really really we, large we have, and in charge we have main coon cats and if you want to see how large they are google a main coon cat yeah they're they're large and in charge and he tried his best to climb on top of the pile of clothes that we have in our closet um and um Took he yeah, he just knocked everything over and, and then fell just like, over. Up? And he just ran away. <laughs> but it all happened within the recording, and I was just like, oh I, I my actually God. do remember way back when, when I was recording it, when I was over in Canada, and I was recording a podcast with Kyle and Jamie. And um, there was a squirrel outside the window that was just doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> and it was so distracting. We just couldn't <laughs> even focus on what we were supposed to be talking about because the squirrel was just chilling out and dancing around and, and daryl's favorite animals i do squirrels. love squirrels so that's why it was quite distracting for me mm. um so we're now going to bash through the last bit of this um got the music segment which is a remix of sid's theme from Sorolot, and so hopefully you enjoy that the next episode will be coming out on 20th of january a slight schedule change because brandon said that kingdom Hearts union was going to be coming out on the 20th of january but that is now going to be coming out on the 6th of january instead and of course, if you want to check out the podcast or any of the previous ones, 
please go to iTunes. You can type in Final Fantasy World and Unborn Podcast. And of course, if you like the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review. Yay! Yeah. Um, be sure to check out our news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com. And of course, if you want to support us, please go to Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And that is it for the year. Yay! Bye. No yay! No yay! We need to come back. I want to go possible. sleep. We've got episode one hundred. Yay! One hundred. I know. Hopefully, we're gonna have some surprises. That would be awesome. So yes, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This is we need tweaks music.com and Final Fantasy production, and we will see you next year. <laughs>